cliffcentral.com. Hi everyone, you're listening to Wedding Central on Cliff Central with myself, Cardi de Villiers. And myself and Tom Tlapo. And what are we talking about today in Tom's? So today we wanted to discuss kind of when your supplier has you under arrest. <sighs> And what we mean by that is, you know, when you've signed a contract, and you know, this is this is the sales game, and this is what I find sometimes unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you sign onto a contract because somebody has a meeting with you, um, and you love them, and you do the consult, and you're all in or whatever. And now, as you go through the planning, and now you're starting to, you know, detail the stuff for your wedding, you realize, oh shucks, half the things that I wanted to do, this place or this supplier doesn't do or yes. doesn't offer, and they won't compromise. Or even worse, they want to charge you over and above um, what you've agreed to pay, which sometimes sometimes you just don't have the extra, extra coins. Yeah, like, it's not in the budget. You know, if I've signed, let's say for example, for a venue, yeah, you know, you've signed on and you want X, Y, Z, and you know, yeah, no problem. You know, if you want to change your menu, don't stress. We'll do a consult. <laughs> and then, um, you know, now you want to change the menu yeah. and you want to add something, and then your venue's like, oh no, it's either menu A or menu B. And if you want to change it, there's an additional surcharge for everyone, and yes. now that's going to cost you plenty more money. Yeah, I mean it's it's I think it's quite a big bone of contention at the moment in in suppliers lives. Mm. I mean, we are there to be a creative partner with a with a client and we find sometimes we actually end up being put in a box mm. quite often. Mm. And I think mm. for clients actually for couples getting married it tends to it tends to limit them as well. It, it tends to limit their creativity. Um, it, just in general, mm. and sometimes costs the, the 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 bride and groom more. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I also find that it's unfortunate because also I feel like at the beginning of your planning stage, you don't know everything that you want in full. Mm. Like you have an idea of what you want, yeah, but you haven't started like fleshing out all your ideas. Yeah. And then now when you're starting to get into the planning and and now you're hitting all these roadblocks that are now going to you know change the course of how you go. Yeah. Why don't we start with venues and kind of typical, um. Arrest points, let's call it that, or yeah, you know, points or surprises that may come after after you've then signed. You know, you you went in, you saw the venue, you absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, you know, they 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 schmoozed you and said, "Oh, don't stress anything you want. We can do for you. Yeah. Really flexible. Mm-hmm. They love to say that. Yeah. Really flexible. Don't yeah. stress." I think it comes down to just making sure before you sign on the dotted line with that contract um, when booking the venue is double check everything that is in that contract. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've recently, you know, we've got a wedding coming up and a client had already booked their venue and, you know, it's beautiful and it's going to be great, mm. but they only allow you to start setting up at 12 o'clock. Oh, if you word. want to set up at, at from 8, I mean, the wedding starts at 3 o'clock. I oh mean, my God. So you've got Chaos. literally Pandemonium. a couple of hours to set up this mm. wedding and it's a it's a decent venue. I mm. mean, a client's got a well, client getting married there is going to have a very decent budget. Mm. You can't expect your creative people to set up in a couple Two of hours. hours. No, yeah. it's ridiculous. And if you want to start setting up at um, eight o'clock, it's an additional thirty thousand rand. Oh my god, that's huge. That could be that could rand. be huge for the bar, for the decor, for your dress, for anything. Yeah. Thirty thousand rand is not chump change. And that's a not, lot of and money. It's not like they're not charging venue higher either. Already, yeah, already. So I mean, that can be. You that's know, that's insane. that's a big thing. Yeah, you know, and and the thing is also by the time you know how it usually works, especially in Joburg. 
clients usually find their venue before they find their planner. Yeah. They come to, you mm. know, nine times out of 10. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's very few clients that will come to you who haven't started anything. No, help. no, it's the first thing that they, yeah, they usually they go to a place, they sign, and then when they start to plan, they realize, oh, shucks, I need someone. Yeah. Then, you know, so that's, and, and sometimes you don't read the fine print. And also sometimes the fine print doesn't affect you. You know yeah. what I mean? You read 12 o'clock and it might not be a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't think about You don't those think, yeah, things, it's, it's yeah. not a big deal to you because yeah. you're just like, oh, I'm sure if everybody's been doing it, then that's totally fine. But definitely set up logistics is a real issue. Yeah. Um, you need to look at, um, and, and I always say just consider just if, you know, I always say common sense, but it's not, it's like a superpower now. It's not so common. <laughs> <laughs> but I always say, you know, you have to think of if, if I'm, if I'm, think of the wedding that you want, mm. how many people you have, how many tables that is. And think about sitting a table at home. If yeah. you're having like Christmas or Easter yeah. lunch or whatever the case it's is. such a nice, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Think of how long it, it takes you to set up that one table mm. and think of, you know, if you've got a hundred guests, that's times 10. Yeah. Plus you have to clean the floors and polish everything. And you know, if you think of that and think of that times 10, think realistically, is somebody going to be able to do that within X amount of hours? Mm. Especially if you're going to, you know, ceiling installations mm. and that kind of mm. thing, that you may need to get a whole day before. I mean, it's quite interesting when we see with the students. I mean, yeah. we have to give them two, three hours sometimes just to set up one, one table. table. I'm like, girls, yes. you've gotta, if you're going to do that at a wedding, you're not going to get it done. Yeah, I, I constantly say to them, like, guys, you are stressing over one, one table. And it's like the end of their world. But that's, that's a normal person. Mm. You know, somebody who's, you know, hasn't had a huge amount mm. of experience in setting mm. tables. It literally takes that long mm, sometimes and if you mm. if you're going to get it perfect and spot on um it takes time mm. obviously you're more um experienced people mm. are used to you know just driving and getting it all finished on time right. but the reality is you can't do it in a couple of hours yeah that's that's not realistic so set of time is a huge thing a huge thing that i'm finding is is starting to become a super super hot topic mm. is catering Catering. Catering at venues is becoming such an issue and it's different. Um, you know, you must understand that Joburg and, for example, Cape Town work completely super, different. super, super differently. Um, but the, the common thread I find throughout both or both places or venues, you know, maybe throughout mm. South Africa is that catering, a lot of the times they would like to keep it in house. Yes, because I mean, that's their main source of, of, of income. That and the bar. Mm. That's kind of where mm. they make their money. It's understandable. And for me, you've got it's to. It's fair. And I think it is fair, but they've got to get a little bit more creative. Allow, yes. they, allow the, the, the couples to experiment yeah. and get creative with their weddings. 100%. Um, it frustrates me to no end. Literally, my blood boils when a venue says to me, that's our policy. Oh my God, I want to strangle someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I always say to them, like, I understand it's a general policy for everyone, mm. but it's also somebody's only wedding. It's yeah. their only day. Yeah. So if, if there's any chance that you could make, and it's not about changing a menu completely. Mm. It's about sitting with a couple, maybe doing the tasting first and then discussing with them afterwards. Mm. Is there anything they'd like to change? Anything that could, that could possibly make that particular menu mm. unique? Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm dealing with a client. You know, a lot of the times they just want to do step and repeat, step and repeat. That's <laughs> it. That's it. You know, I'm dealing with a client now who, um, she, um, she's South African and her husband is Scottish. Uh -huh. And obviously they want to, obviously the families are coming together and they want some of the wedding food, some, not all, mm -hmm. just like a few aspects, maybe the canapes, maybe the mm -hmm. dessert, just somewhere for there to be a South African flavor as well as a Scottish flavor mm -hmm. so that both families can kind of experience across, you know, whatever. And, um, these venues are just like, no, no, that's either A or B. And for mm -hmm. me, that's kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, 
okay, cool, can we bring it in and then you can charge us like a surcharge mm. or whatever? No. no. You're not giving a client really any mm. options. Do you know I what think, I mean? I mean, just to defend them, the, the venues, is a lot of the times they don't want to do it because just in case – Somebody gets sick. Sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. But maybe if it's obviously if it's a reputable um, caterer, is, that's the, the, and this is what I'm saying. Is that to the party? And this is what I'm saying. I so wish that venues would open open their um, eyes, and either, their, their mind. Yes, open their eyes and also open their options. And for me, it always exposes a certain fact mm. for me. So it, I, I hope you would open your eyes and be open to the fact that if you're not going to offer the service, whatever the service may be, whether it's flowers, whether it's draping, whether it's whatever, <sighs> whatever the service may be. Allow your clients to bring somebody in that only you approve. So yeah. not just Joe Schmo from the corner, mm. whatever the case is. Look at the supplier. Have a conversation with the supplier. Be happy. If the supplier needs to sign an mm. agreement with your venue, then go through that mm. process. I don't mind that at all. Mm. But if you're not going to supply something for a client, I think by all means mm. you should let the client be able to bring it in somewhere else and then you can perhaps like oversee that or make mm. sure that it's within your standards or whatever. And I think just, just in general, I think people need to become a little bit more flexible. Yeah. I mean, in these, ta- these times, people want to do things different do things differently also it it comes down to people referring you Mm, you know if you mm. are putting your foot down i can guarantee you you're not going to get any referrals and and another like don't go there all they do is like and and another thing especially popular venues chances are a lot of people have been Mm. there do you know what i mean i have clients who you know by the time they get to me um maybe they've booked at a venue and they're like oh my god you know (laughs) this other venue we've been there eight times because you know friends always get married in packs you know it's a trend one person starts getting married everyone starts getting Mm. married and you have to consider the fact that if all of those people who are Mm. attending that particular wedding Mm. have to come back for a wedding there Mm. or are going to have their wedding there in the next two years let's say for example you can't be offering them the same come on (laughs) you gotta you know what i mean and sometimes i bring that up to a client to to a venue and i say listen client's been here for four weddings please they've had all of these menus that you have can we change a couple of things or whatever because Mm. they've literally Mm. had everything Mm. can no that's our policy i just uh, god i just (laughs) want to Scream! It yeah. just—it doesn't make sense to me no. that you're, you're not willing to. And and for me, this is ex- this exposes the one fact. For mm. me, it says to me that means you don't have a chef in house. Mm. What you have are people that cook. Yes, you have a standard menu. You order the same amount of potatoes, same amount of meat, same amount of veggies every week, and you have people that just cook Produce. it out. That's, That's it. it. You're not willing to have a chef who's going to sit down and change a sauce or, you know, change the, the mm. makeup of a meal mm. or, you know, change how they're preparing the different starches or whatever the case is. You don't have somebody who's going to be the mind that's going to make a meal mm. enjoyable for the guests. And for me, that's what it exposes. And every yeah. time I bring that up, ooh, 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 touchy, touchy. <laughs> yeah, they, they are not keen to admit that particular yeah. fact. And, and it's a cheap thing. And I understand labor is expensive. Finding mm. good help is, mm. I think, a cry that everybody yeah. struggles with yeah. but you know sometimes hiring a head chef even if it's some i always say even consult a head chef do you know what i mean bring yeah. somebody in who will consult maybe every three months and then teach the guys mm. the, the how to prepare the stuff and then they can prepare for the next seasons mm. instead of maybe having somebody in full time mm. that may be more cost effective than having a full-time chef there yeah. all the time then let's talk about if you go to a venue and they have, they don't, you, you, yes, that you can use the in-house caterer or they have preferred catering. Oh, God. Oh. Aunt Tommy loves, this is a hot topic. Can you tell from Aunt Tommy at the moment? <laughs> My God. Okay, so the issue is uh, you go to a venue, they don't have catering or mm. they say that they don't have catering. Mm. Or for years, we know that they don't, don't have, have in-house catering. catering. Mm. 
Let's put it that way. They, they've they never had in-house catering. This venue goes ahead and they say, we don't have in-house catering, but we work with about eight to ten preferred caterers. Mm. So you're only allowed to choose from this particular list. But this list is good. Mm. Like it's not like a limiting uh, – uh, it's, it's not a limiting list. It's not a list that is super expensive or whatever. There's wide variety. There's different tastes. It's a good list. It's a good list. We're yeah. happy to work with the list. Yeah. No problem. Get there from the venue – Immediately start vetting the caterers, go for tastings. Venue even calls, who are you going with for catering? Oh, this caterer. Ah, wonderful. They're amazing. They work here all the time. <laughs> great, 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 great. Boom. Two weeks before the, the function, the client, the, the venue says, okay, we're going to now charge a surcharge for using um, the supplier that you've chosen for catering. But the, the, the caterers generally pay anyway. To be at us. So, yes. now this is the thing. People need to be aware, <laughs> right? People need to be aware that um, caterers, if you're on a preferred suppliers mm. list, especially when it comes to catering, yeah. chances are they are definitely paying some kind of a commission or some kind of mm. something to the venue to be at that particular venue. And to use venue. the kitchen. To use the kitchen, all kinds of things. But there is some kind of payment between the supplier who's the caterer mm-hmm. and the venue happening for them to be on that particular yeah. list. Which then shocks me that if the venue, if the, if the caterer is still paying that, mm. why does the client also still have to pay over and above what they're what? paying the caterer, over and above venue hire, over and above everything that the venue is offering, still have to pay a surcharge per guest for using the caterer that was chosen but and no, recommended the by the venue? It's it's very vague in the contract. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, that's where it comes down to. Every little thing needs to be scrutinized. It's like we actually have to have law degrees 100%. just to. Yeah, hundred percent. And this is the thing. Crime. Even in the contract, it's the wording is something along the lines of if you use an external caterer, there's a surcharge. But then they push you to use the list. Yes. And only two weeks before, once we've already paid the caterer and everything, they say to us, "Oh yeah, yeah, you had the option to use in-house catering." But they don't have in-house Okay, but catering. when did you start having in-house catering? This is new to me. Do you know what I mean? That was never brought up as an mm. option. And I just feel like you know, they've never even sent menus and said, these are our menus mm. if you want to choose or you can go with X. They've sure. always just pushed the catering yeah. list, you know, and said, these are the caterers that we use. More than welcome to choose from this list. It's amazing to me. Shocked, shocked, mm. shocked. I think, you know... A lot of the venues are trying to make as much money as they mm. can from various suppliers. Mm. And I mean, I think this is why we've possibly done this podcast mm. is because, mm. um, we're getting, we're all getting pushed into right. this tiny little box. Yeah. Um, and if you're not on their preferred supplier list or whatever, it just, you yeah. get cut out sometimes. Yeah. I think, I think an, uh, another thing is that people are still trying to keep to the same, um, Formula. Yeah, same formula instead of looking at the formula and changing it or adapting it to the times. Yes. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yes, I get it. Times oh, are, are really they tough. not? Yes, they're on, are they not trying to do a preferred supplier list type thing to adapt to the times? So, so, yeah. To make could, more money. Yeah, you could look at it two ways, right? Mm. So, so, and I don't think that's the best approach. No. See, no, it's not the best. It's, it may be the best approach for them because mm. it's the easier route and mm. the and the quicker way to make money, mm. but not necessary for the people who are using them. Yes, yes, mm. yes, hundred percent. And and the only thing I'm saying is that be upfront. I would rather when you say to us, our venue hire, all inclusive. By the time you have your function or by the time you have your wedding, mm. your venue hire all in all is probably going to be about eighty thousand mm. minus the bar. 
I would rather swallow that pill than you saying my venue hire is 20,000 rand and then there's a Later. surcharge for this and we don't have chafing dishes and we don't have this and you have to bring in this. And now when you put in all of those mm. things that actually should be making mm. up a venue, mm. now I'm looking at 80, 85,000 mm. rand and that's, it's a huge difference. Mm. And all I'm saying is that perhaps they need to just change what they're including and how they're doing their particular formula, like mm. what they're offering as a venue. And then over and above that, then maybe create something different that they can give options mm. to clients. Mm. Because again, even with decor, there's a lot of venues that are starting to offer in-house decor and the decor places, so much. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and, 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 and the decor place is on, on site. Mm. And that now becomes an issue because then they'll say, Oh, there's no setup. There's no delivery. There's mm. no, all of those extra charges that you would get from, from somebody mm. else that now all, all, all of a sudden falls away and then if a client wants to choose somebody else there's a surcharge mm. again and it's just like again you're just forcing people to use the stuff that's there and mm. although it may be convenient you don't know what other options your client could mm. have had and all i'm saying is that offer more variety and give the choice to the client to make yeah. the final decision i think in in terms of you, you know you've got to understand it from from venue sides they obviously want people who are reliable working mm. at their venues mm. they want people who they've tried and trace, tested um so you know I, I totally get it but it's it's also it's cutting out a lot of the smaller businesses and mm. we don't actually need that in this industry. This is, this is what I'm we saying. We need to actually help each other. Yes, we have a lot of fly-by-nights. Yes. We really do. Yes. But don't just go and say we only have one supplier that yes. you must use. Yes. Because the, you are really cutting out a lot of people do, that work really hard. And also your venue, you want to showcase your venue this every weekend it. when you bring new clients through. You don't want to have the same wedding every single weekend because Guaranteed, it gets, it gets the, the person who is the preferred supplier at that wedding venue has their style. Yeah. And same, same. Same, same. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> Look, okay, we're going to do big balls, going to be blush, and that's kind of yeah, what we're going to yeah, push yeah. or whatever the case but is. It, it's true. I mean, you do find it. I mean, as a, a decor specialist, there are, you know, you work a lot at a particular type of venue, a particular venue, mm. and the clients tend to go with the same, same type of color, the mm. same look and feel. Why? Because they've possibly come to the venue and they've seen, and they've seen a setup. And, and they're they've like, seen it work. Okay, yes. yes, and they see it at work. So you know, it, I can understand where it comes from, but it is again, it's not giving the client the best results at the end yes. of the day for their wedding. Yeah, you know, for me, in the ideal world, I think it would be great if venues almost had like a um, like an agreement with suppliers in terms of quality control. So yes. if your client, if you, if the client chooses to bring somebody in, that particular supplier has to go through some kind of signing I mean, and have to have admit, yes, planning, 100%. Planning, you know, 100%. Planners, I'm always, yeah, you have to, it's almost like a screening almost mm. so, so that you don't get caught out and, and you have an agreement. Yes. Yeah. And you have an agreement and you say to the supplier, you need to sign this. This mm. is what you need to produce. This mm. is what you need to give us in order to work mm. here. And There's if you're not venues. willing to, if you're not willing to provide those documents or you're not willing to sign particular documents yeah. then you can't yeah, work yeah. there then that's fair and I'm, I'm quite I'm actually quite surprised that more that more venues are not doing this yes. I mean I know for the likes of uh, there's a venue out in um, Holly Pierce Dam they literally you have to sign their, their decor and set up contract mm. that you will deliver this mm. by this time you will be set up by mm. this time you will not remove any items yes. you will not do this well, they've got a, lot, a list of regulations of what they want Which you to conform Fair. Which is completely fair, fair. Fair, fair, And I do feel 
I know that venues have now gone the route of starting to prefer supply lists, whether you pay to be on that supply list or not. Mm. That, that is a, that's two, two ways. Mm. But I understand why they're starting to do it because they're trying to protect themselves, yes. although they have wavered all responsibility yes. for suppliers. But I think venues actually need to get decor companies to set that for contracts. me would be sublime. Like for I me, and it's such a simple thing. It's such a simple thing. Or and if you don't want to sign, then you can't work here. Yeah. Finish. Then the client is forced to then find somebody else. Yeah. And and I wish if that was attached to the contract mm. that you sign when you sign onto the venue mm. and you explain, please listen. When you go see your decor people, please make sure that they sign this mm. before you start the mock up and what what. Because we don't want you to commit to somebody mm. who's not willing to work here. Yeah. I think life would be and it's so much. It protects much. the yeah. clients. It protects everyone. Yeah. Everyone is protected. Yeah. Your stuff's going to be there on time. Everybody's liable mm. who needs to be liable. And the venue's also protected yeah. in that. And I, I think that's the best way to go. And I so wish that I think we've just like a light bulb moment. Yeah. Why don't venues just do that for themselves? Yes. And that's going to protect you so much yeah. more and the client. And then you don't have to say, oh, well, this is my fault. The, fault. the client is aware that the mm. person was supposed to sign a specific contract mm. or whatever the case is. And that have, for me would be penalties. more effective. Yeah. You know, the the one venue, there's a 2,000 rand penalty if you are not set up by this ter- time. certain time. It will force people. Yeah. You know, you have sometimes those up. margins are only 2,000 yes. rand. You so, can't afford to pay a penalty. 100%. Um, so wh- why not? 100%. I think venues just need to get up on, on that particular thing. And then also just one more thing that I think arrests people or perhaps surprises people, especially with decor. And I think we've mentioned, I think sometime last year, is decor. Breakages and mock-up mm. costs. Yes, it's it's a big thing, hey. It's and a I mean, huge thing. It's the first thing that clients will question when we do a quote. So um, shocked. They will. They'll be like, "Why are you charging us three thousand mm. rand for a mock-up?" I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. It, it we will end up spending more than what we actually charge you mm. for a mock-up because we've got to get extra just mm. in case. Mm. And you know, it's not like we're buying in buckets and buckets and buckets. It's mm. like a bunch here and a bunch here mm. and a bunch here, and, mm. you know. And it's time. It's time. Do you know? And I think we've discussed it before, but I've, I've done I've done an exercise with people going into the market mm. to explain to them how long it takes, and I say, oh. How long do you think it takes? And they're like, oh, an hour, two hours. I'm like, right, let's do it. Yes. And I write it on the board. And it's literally an eight-hour process. Yes, to do a mock-up. It's and then, not a quick throw-together no. goodie bag. No. It's an eight-hour process and to get the stock clean and to get other options available for mm. the client and your base plates and your linen and all this stuff. It is very, very much a process. Mm. And I always say to my clients, that you know what? essentially we're paying for a small – we're not even paying the actual hourly rate. Mm-hmm. We're paying a very discounted rate for time. We don't, you don't even charge for time. No, but – and flowers. Yeah. But I'm saying there is, mm. there is a cost. Cause then if they say to you, okay, mm. well, can we just get the, the, you know, clients are getting so, and I get it. Cause it's, it's money. It's num- it's I money. get it. Yeah. I get it. It's that time of, you know, it's, a, it's that time where <laughs> every rand yeah. counts and people mm. want to say, Oh, well, can I then just, just pay the, mm. the flower invoice or what? It doesn't work like that. And that's mm. why I always say it's a, it's a combination of a very discounted rate of time. You're not paying for stock and you're paying for flowers mm. and you're more it's than welcome to take. That. Yeah. And, and, and you're more than welcome to take the flowers with you. I haven't met one day call supplier that's like no you can't take the flowers yeah if you've paid for the flowers you're more that's than welcome you're more than welcome to take the flowers that's not a problem mm. at all but now what i've actually started to do with my clients is something that i'm calling a dry markup mm. which no flowers no flowers which makes complete sense do you know what but i mean it doesn't give them the entire picture 100 <laughs> percent. and this is like this is everything. yes and this is the thing and this is you know i say to them, look you do have an option of a dry mm. markup and we'll go and we'll see the vases and we'll go and we'll see the linen and we'll go and we'll see the candles. Oh, please don't do that to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, and 
And the thing is, when you explain it to them, we can go see that. But I always say to them, you're not going to see anything because all you're looking at is vases. Now yeah. you have to, you know, beckon your imagination and think, oh, but the flowers will sit like this. And I always say, we, as the wedding industry, know what flowers will look like, yeah. know what different textures will look like. Yeah, yeah. But you as a client, you don't know, you know, when a rose and, and a snap and a hydrangea and all of those and flowers are together. Yeah, You don't know when all of those flowers together, mm. what the end product will be. Yeah. So you need to see it. Mm. You know what I mean? So it, I don't think it will work to your advantage. However, I do understand that if mm. mock-ups are a huge thing for you, mm. opt to go for a dry mock-up and then yes. hope for the best for your flowers. Mm. The thing is now you won't be able to hold anyone to account. If you walk mm. into your wedding day and, and you don't not. like the flowers, you're not going to be able to hold because we don't have anything to, to say, oh, but mm. this was the mock-up, so mm. it doesn't look like anything. Yeah. If the vases are there, then it's enough, essentially. Yeah. So that's the danger. But, you know, the, the cost of mock-ups you cannot avoid. And it's not a money-making thing. It's not people trying to pull one it's over actually, on it's, you. It's actually uh, for us as a as as a business, it's actually a loss. Yes, a 100%. complete loss. But it it has to be done to make sure that we eliminate any uncertainty, any you know unhappiness on the day. We have to have that. Yeah. We have to pull that into our cost. You know, um, you know, with with doing research, just with like especially like lux planners, and I'm speaking, mm. you know, people that work in dollars and mm. that kind of level. I've actually figured out that you know. I'd, Maybe if people have planners, and I don't know if South Africa is at that point yet, but I'm thinking I really want to gear myself up to a point where I actually include all of those additional costs in our fee so that the client mm. doesn't feel like it's something additional. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So mm. markups, dress fittings, cake tastings, all of these small costs mm. that are part of the process. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you know that your client's going to go through it. I think also, you know, if, if maybe we can get to that level, mm. it's not a bad idea. It, you know what I mean? As planners, then it's going to be much easier on the client. Yeah, and you could call it like a, a pre, like, it's, it's a, yeah, you can line tr- item yeah, it and call it, you know, you can call it something, but just idea. cover, cover that cost because then I also feel like the client doesn't walk in thinking of money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I want the client to walk in and be, oh, it's so beautiful and what, and, you mm. know, fall in love with mm. the things that you said that you like and how yeah. it's coming together or yeah. whatever the case is. And don't think, oh, that's a lot of flowers. That means it's going to cost a lot of money or, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want it to be a money orientated mm. thing. So maybe we, sh- we would. Maybe move towards mm. that, you know, maybe planners should start thinking towards that kind of line and maybe just include that as a line item and then take that off the client, you yes. know, so that it's not all the, because it all adds up, you know what I mean? Three cake tastings is like almost 600 rand, you know, yeah. dress fitting, suit consults, all of that stuff costs, costs money. Mm. Um, so maybe we move towards that and then also breakages. Jeez. <laughs> yes. Breakages That's are, a big thing. Uh, they're such a hot, hot, hot topic. Uh, because, <laughs> People think that they're not liable for things that break because the client wasn't the one that broke them. Yeah. Tell me or explain to people why breakages gets charged to a client and how the breakages cost comes about. Mm. And also how it differs. Some people will say 10,000 rand breakage. Yeah. And then some people will say 1,000 rand breakage. Do you know what I mean? So what, what creates that breakage cost and like, how do we get to that breakage point? I mean, we, we, we tend to try and keep our breakage deposit lower because, but we're setting up stock. Mm. We are collecting stock and that type of thing. So we are very strict in terms of our setup and our, our delivery and you, who touches your stuff. Yeah. And we've got all the documentation and stuff like that. And it's quite interesting. Um, when I do the exercise with newcomers, Mm. um, how you would do a packing list and whatever else to eliminate any confusion. They say, but is there somebody there that checks the stuff from the bride side? You know what? 
more often than not. Actually, I have never, never, never uh-uh. ever, ever had a, a, cl- a bride say, you know what, this person is coming to check that we've yes. got all the candles and whatever yes. else. If we had to, yes, all the documentation is there. But the reality is it doesn't Nobody's happen. Nobody's checked, yeah. You know, so it, it also comes down to honesty from the supplier's mm. point of point mm. of view. Um, yeah, and it's your checks and balances as well. But yeah. yes, it's it's a challenge after the wedding to try and get any, any money. money back yeah. you know, if there are breakages. And this is why people... You know, it's very important that you understand this is why that the breakage cost is there before the wedding. Yeah. Because I promise you, after to get that it wedding, it's ridiculous. You guys don't care. No. And, and it's fair because you're done with it and you're just like, I paid you your money. Yeah. It was great. Thank you so much, but I'm mm. not dealing with you anymore. I'm not paying you one more I'm cent. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. done. Let's call it. Do you know what I mean? But um, afterwards, there is huge, huge breakages sometimes because perhaps the venue, because maybe they want to turn turn yeah. around, they, they want to turn the venue around. I uh, mean, they've got a function the following day, yeah. so they need to clear everything. Whatever. But sometimes if they've said to us we can break down at midnight, then the people will come and they'll break down at midnight. Yeah. Ideally, it's not the best because safety in yeah. South Africa. Yeah. But, you know, if we need to come at midnight and break things down, mm. they will come mm. so that the people come in, in the I morning mean, we've and sat, they can set up. You know, we've sat where 12 o'clock was cut off time and literally we sat till four, three, four o'clock in the morning waiting for the party to finish. Mm. We are actually going to start charging a surcharge, anything over Half past 12 mm. because our team is sitting there. It's literally waiting. Like, mm. It's like watching paint dry. Mm. Um, it's an overtime cost 100%. that we're all incurring. So, you know, there's that as well. Um, so there, there's the overtime costs that also clients For don't into that. Yeah, to, to 100%, yeah. 100%. So please don't be surprised if after your wedding stuff has been broken and you need to pay for it. Because really, if you do break it, you need to fix Somebody has to foot the mm. bill for that. You can't just keep absorbing. Yeah. And then uh, you may not have broken it. Yeah. You, you have, it's amazing how guests can be very disrespectful. Yeah. Of, 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 not 100%. Oh, yeah, and and I always crazy. say, and you know, when when a client says to me, "Oh, I want all, all low centerpieces," I always <laughs> ask why, and they say, "You know what? My guests get so annoyed by not being able to see over the <laughs> table." And for that, then I respect it because what I also don't want is people just grabbing vases yeah. and grabbing vla- and flowers yeah. and just putting them on the floor. But or if whatever. it's low, keep it very low. That's what I mean. Is that like if they've said it because and it's because their their guests mm. get annoyed, then we need to make sure that it's not in anyone's line that's, of vision. Yeah. Do you know what and I mean? Super low. Yeah, no, that's nothing. If, if you if you want low arrangement, you have to go super super yeah, low. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, don't be surprised by by breakages. And then also just another thing that people are always surprised about as well, just in terms of um, terms and conditions, is hair and makeup and paying for a trial. Same concept as a mock-up. Mm. You're using. A lot of times, especially for, you know, a, a trial, yeah. whether it's hair and for makeup, yeah. usually using actually a lot more product that I, that I would actually end up using yeah. on the day because there's so many changes. Do and you know it's a I lot mean? more time if you think about a it. A lot you more know, time. I mean, you have to drive there. You mm. have to sit there. You have to coffee. You have mm. to do, mm. where it's like three, four hours, I would say, mm. out of your day. Mm. Whereas for a wedding, you get there, you do the, do the face, out. you do a yeah. number of faces. So the time per person is a lot less than when you're doing a trial. 100%. And you know, you do the foundation. Oh, I like it. This you have more coverage. Mm. You take off, you put on. You know, it's a lot more product that goes into mm. it. And every woman knows makeup is expensive. Jeez. So, who do you think <laughs> is going to absorb that cost? And it's not just like any makeup, yeah. it's proper. Yeah. You, what you should be doing, proper yeah. makeup. Yeah. So, 100%. I mean, what's the average? It's about two, two, two and a half thousand rand for a yeah. child? Yeah. For, for, 
bridal makeup, you're going to pay about 2,000, 2,500 mm. for trial, touch-up kit, and on the day, all-inclusive. Inclu- all yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of like the going rate just for a bride. Mm. And then, obviously, then there's the additional faces over yeah. and above that. Um, and that's all-inclusive. If you want to break it down to a per-face value, mm. it's anywhere from about 500 to like 900 grand. Yeah. Every application yeah. And then just another thing That I think a lot of people A lot of brides forget mm. Is when it comes to the hair mm. A hair stylist Does not want to come out For you only mm. Unfortunately mm. It doesn't they will make, make financial sense it, it doesn't That's the reality They mm. will make more money In a salon, salon yeah. On a Saturday Than coming out for you So mm. you've and You've got to keep it You've got to be realistic When looking at a hair stylist You may even If it's just you And one bridesmaid You may actually have to go To the salon yeah. Get your hair done yeah. And then go on to the baby I always say Rather get a freelance stylist yeah. I think people like to have Commitments to their hair stylist Oh I'm doing my hair For seven years Yes, ah. yes. It's, <laughs> You know it's, That's not It doesn't make sense Because I always say Murphy's Law is a real thing Especially yeah. When it's around wedding mm. If you are not at your venue And getting ready at your venue Something's going to happen That's going to be the day Where there's an accident On the highway And they've closed it And now you can't get in And you know There's issues that happen Or whatever the case is Ideally you just want to get Somebody who's a stylist You know the people That do magazines And stuff like that Get yeah. those people To come in and style you guys Because those people Don't mind driving around That's what they do They that's don't their, have that's, yeah, their, that's what they specialize They're not in. stationed Anywhere in particular Yeah so just Just keep your Keep your mind open um, And read looking. every Thing and ask everything. all the questions and and I always say for me the the safest thing especially if you don't know the language and you don't have a plan or whatever the case is I always say talk about the things that you especially want so mm. if you go to a venue and you know that you're going to want I don't know like I don't know something specific food that's trucks, yeah or food trucks or you know market style or whatever say that when you go there and say this is what I want to do in terms of can you allow it how will we do it and um, this is what I had in mind and go with pictures and then that's going to dictate whether they can do it or not mm. don't just go with Oh, we're very flexible. We'll do everything. Mm. That that's a sales thing. You really mm. want to make sure that the mm. things that you specifically want. You know, if you go to your makeup artist and say, "Oh, I want lashes. I want individual lashes." Mm. If they can't do it, say so. So mm. speak specifically about the things that you mm. want for your wedding, and that will then give you a hint mm. on whether your supplier will yeah. be able I would to say, help you. Like, read your contract out aloud. Mm. Read it to your partner mm. And then like Converse And you'll be like between, Oh uh, yeah That doesn't what, You know So mm. just mm. Me, That's clever mm. I think that's just generally A, a good a good way Of mm. just getting Understanding everything But I hope we've brought, Shared some light And uh, I know it's been You know is, It is a hot topic Between suppliers as yeah. well um, yeah. But at the end of the day and Tommy and myself are very passionate about um, upskilling, mm. growing the industry, mm. and actually giving um, clients the value for yes, money, and yes. and actually educating clients as well. Yes, um, especially in this grooms, time. Yeah, you, we don't want people being being taken for a ride yeah. and spending unnecessarily. Yeah, and um, having to settle for your wedding. You thought you could do this, and yeah. now you can't, and now you're stuck yeah. with with only these options or whatever. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and keep up with the conversation on hashtag Wedding Central. Cliffcentral.com